48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says Hong Kong is in a very dangerous situation as violent protests escalate. Hong Kong's general strike bites as a third of air traffic controllers walk out and over 200 flights are cancelled. Rail services are also disrupted by anti-extradition protesters. The Hang Seng Index and the Chinese Yuan slump and HSBC's CEO, John Flint, steps down in a shock resignation. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the recent escalation of violence and protests is pushing Hong Kong into a very dangerous situation, challenging the nation's sovereignty and one country, two systems. Speaking to the media, Mrs. Lam said the recent desecration of the national flag goes beyond the demands of anti-extradition protesters. She called on Hong Kong people to set aside their differences. Such extensive disruptions in the name of certain demands or uncooperative movement have seriously undermined Hong Kong's law and order. We all love Hong Kong and have made different contributions to its stability and prosperity over the years. This is the time for us to rally together to set aside differences and bring back order and say no to chaos and violence. Mrs. Lam said the police will hold daily press conferences from now on and other departments will also hold press conferences, conferences on the ongoing crisis when necessary. Mrs. Lam also said she had no plans to step down. She said her resignation or the resignation of officials in her administration wasn't the solution. I'm taking responsibility for what we have done because I'm the chief executive of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. If the amendment exercise has given rise to the problems, and now more problems because the nature of these violent protests has changed, it is a time for me to continue to lead my team to address those problems and try to bring Hong Kong out of the current difficult situation. I don't think at this point in time, resignation of myself or some of my colleagues will provide a better solution. But we will continue to adopt what I have described on the 1st of July as a style of governance that will enable us to listen more, to engage more, and to do more that will meet the, need, meet the wishes of the people of Hong Kong. The DAB echoed the views of the chief executive, saying recent violence by protesters had harmed Hong Kong's stability and prosperity. The pro-Beijing party also stood by the police, saying officers only used force under provocation. The party also said the office of one of its lawmakers, Horace Cheung, had been vandalized during the protest yesterday. The party's legislator, Gary Chen, said only an exchange of views between the government, lawmakers and protesters can resolve the current political impasse. We think communication is uh, the most important and we think uh, not just the protester, the government, but also uh, the legislative member have to sit down and raise their different view and let the uh, government to hear. But pro-democracy lawmakers say they're furious with Carrie Lam's response. They say she's the one pushing Hong Kong towards the point of no return. The camp said not only had the chief executive not done anything to address the situation, but she'd even added fuel to the fire. They say she was blaming all the recent clashes on extradition, anti-extradition protesters while refusing to reflect on her administration's deficiencies and failure to address society's demands. 
The convener of the pan-democratic camp, Claudia Moe, said Mrs. Lam was morally bankrupt. Carrie Lam has practically told the Hong Kong and international communities that she has done nothing wrong. It proves that she and her government are morally bankrupt. She's using a false logic to try to twist uh, what's been happening here by uh, turning causes and effects upside down, pretending that all these so-called escalated violence were uh, delivered by the protesters. Today's general strike called by anti-government protesters has had an immediate impact on morning commuters with transport services disrupted across Hong Kong. At one point, MTR services between Tunmun and Yunlong on West Rail were suspended, while trains were disrupted on East Rail, Chunwan, Kuntong, Island, Zhengguano and Tongchung lines. Jan Swong reports. Monday morning blues were made worse as train services at many stations were disrupted after protesters in support of the general strike prevented train doors from shutting. At Liking Station, a man laid down at the door of the train and required staff there to remove him on a stretcher. At Fortress Hill, a woman commuter appeared to go into labor as she stood waiting on the platform. A passenger who was heading to Quarry Bay for work said he expects to arrive in his office this afternoon. He said he wasn't too bothered with the delay. Personally, no, but I've seen like some people arguing like about complaining why people are actually like having these um, traffic issues and all that. So. I think majority would be supportive. Another passenger at Fortress Hill said he was also sympathetic towards the protesters. I'm okay with it because I think now the government is really incapable of ruling Hong Kong. So I support all the demonstration opposing the government because I think it's just one day of work, so it isn't really a big deal. And there were scuffles as frustrated passengers argued with protesters. At Taipo Market on the East Rail Line, an elderly man got into a dispute over the disruptions. Train services on West Rail were also affected. At one point, Kamsheng Road Station to Tunwen Station was temporarily suspended. And for the latest on the situation at Yunlong MTR Station, we now cross over live to our reporter Timmy Song. Hello, Timmy. Hi. Uh, train services on the West Rail Line just returned to normal about 10, 15 minutes ago. And in fact, uh, services on all other lines also returned to normal before 1 o'clock. Uh, here in uh, Yunlong, the people queuing for shuttle buses to elsewhere were all gone more than an hour ago. Uh, the disruption all began at 7.15 this morning when protesters blocked the train doors from closing and a Hong Kong bang train had been stuck in the platform for some four or five hours. Uh, some used their bodies to block the train doors from closing, while some put uh, umbrellas and other objects to block the doors. Uh, there were some commotions early on on the concourse uh, when services were suspended between the protesters and uh, the passengers waiting for shuttle buses who were, you know, uh, obviously very upset with the traffic chaos. Uh, a man was heard accusing protesters as uh, rubbish teenagers uh, while protesters shouted back, asking him to go to work. Uh, there were uh, several policemen trying to calm people down, but, uh, but then they also became the target of verbal abuse later, uh, as protesters criticized police for uh, being 39 minutes late to deal with the mob attacks on July the 21st. Uh, the protesters kept shouting the police are not welcome here and asked them to leave, and eventually the policemen left the station. 
apparently at the request of the MTR staff. And uh, things come very quickly after the police left. And uh, that's all from me in Yunnan. Back to you in the studio. Timmy Sung reporting there. And as you've just heard, the MTR has just said services on all of its lines have resumed. At the airport, over 200 flights have been cancelled. The airport has reduced flight operations to just one runway from two as a third of air traffic controllers have gone on strike. Like many travellers, Stephanie Walker had arrived early at the airport. I think it's good that people are um, seeing their opinions about what they think. Um, as a traveller, I think I support them because people should have the right to say what they think. Um, it does not really. It did not affect us when we were here. Another traveller at the airport, Stanley Yao, said he thought disrupting flights might not be the best course of action. I support uh, the ultimate goal of the protest, but I think um, they may rather choose uh, more um, indestructible way for other citizens because there are many citizens who need to take the flights to other places, so um, it's not the most reasonable way. The convener of the now-banned Hong Kong National Party, Chan Ho-Tin, who was earlier arrested for possession of offensive weapons and suspected bomb-making materials, has been released on bail. Mr. Chan was set free last night after being detained for 43 hours. He is required to report to the police next month. On social media, Mr. Chan described the incident as white terror. He said no formal charge has been made against him. He also said his phone has been confiscated by the police. A French inventor has succeeded in crossing the channel between France and England on a jet-powered hoverboard. Francky Zapata took off from Sangat near Calais. He stopped halfway on a boat to refill his fuel tank with kerosene, a maneuver he'd failed to complete on his first attempt ten days ago. These people gathered near Dover to watch the 40-year-old arrive. I really didn't think he would make it, but I was hoping. And just to see him in the distance with my little binoculars was just amazing. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be a historical thing, but it was uh, really uh, high-tech. It was magnificent. HSBC has announced the surprise departure of Chief Executive John Flint, saying the bank needed a change at the top to address a challenging global environment. Noel Quinn, the head of its global commercial banking unit, will hold the role of interim chief executive. The change comes 18 months after Flint took the helm at Europe's biggest bank by assets and was announced just ahead of its half-yearly results. The banking giant said it had posted a 16% rise in half-yearly half profit. HSBC also declared a further share buyback of up to US dollar $1 billion, defying expectations it might pause its strategy of returning extra capital to investors. Local and regional shares have taken a beating after an abrupt escalation in trade tension between China and the United States. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,137. That's down 780 points on previous close. The yuan has slumped against the U.S. dollar, weakening beyond the key 7 per dollar level for the first time in more than a decade. The offshore yuan traded in Hong Kong also tumbled, hitting a record low briefly. The sell-off comes after China's central bank fixed the daily reference rate at the weakest level since December 2018. Investors are concerned over how much China will allow its currency to weaken to offset mounting pressure on its, on its exporters after a flare-up in trade tensions between China and the United States. 
In other currencies, a short while ago, the euro stood at one U.S. dollar and 11.2 cents. The greenback was at 105.97 yen, and the pound was worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 51 cents. Now sport with Joanna Wong. Starting with cricket, England must bat through the final day of the first Ashes Test after Steve Smith and Matthew Wade scored centuries and a ramp in Australia set the host an unlikely winning target of 398. More from the BBC's Henry Moran. The most runs successfully chased in a test at Edgbaston was 283 by South Africa in 2008. For England to win this match, they'll need to play one of the greatest fourth innings in history. The fourth day saw punishment dished out by Australia. England's bowlers run ragged as plans were conceived, attempted and then dismantled through each session. Steve Smith, playing his first test in 14 months, followed his 144 in the first innings with 142 in the second. And amongst a deluge of runs, Matthew Wade scored his second test 100 as England's attack wilted. England have won their last 11 matches at a ground they call the Fortress. To continue that run, something remarkable will have to happen on the final day. Australia need 10 wickets, England another 385 runs. Australia star Steve Smith was delighted to have made such a significant impression with another test century. It's extremely special. I've never scored 100 in both innings in any form of cricket before in my life. So to be able to do it in my, my first game back and in an Ashes test match, knowing how important the first Ashes test is of the series, I'm pleased. Football Manchester City have fired their first shot in their battle for supremacy with English football rivals Liverpool. The Premier League champions won the Community Shield 5-4 in a penalty shootout after the match at Wembley finished all square at one all. The Community Shield was the first of a historic four domestic trophies claimed by Man City in the last season. Their boss Pep Guardiola was delighted to start the new campaign in a similar manner. Tremendous game, entertainment game, I think so. Many chances on both sides. Our first half was uh, better than them. The second half, they were better than us, especially in the last 20, 25 minutes. We could not control the second balls. We could not control the aggressivity they have. So, so but it's okay. So one title when you play is nice to win because we have already one title in our season. After the fourth last season, it's good to start in that way. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was satisfied with his team's performance, if not the result. And he hopes that they'll be able to challenge City again for trophies this season. If we would be around City again, that would be really great for us. Really great because they will be up there. That's how it is. But um, what I heard and saw, there are a lot of teams who didn't give up yet. So it will be a this Premier League. They're all fight with all they have. And um, it's, uh, we will feel that Friday already. And um, we have to be ready, but after today, I'm a little bit more sure that we probably are, will be ready then. Finally, golf and smiling Cinderella Hinako Shibuno of Japan has won the Women's British Open in her major championship debut, holding an 18-foot birdie putt on a final hole for a one-stroke victory over American Lizette Salas. The 20-year-old was largely unknown before the championship. She birdied five of the final nine holes for a 4-under-68 and an 18-under-270 total in Woburn, England. And that's your look at sport. The news from RTHK. Everything except you You moved out of my heart Still got the bruise I give it all back to be next to you 
Face anymore. She don't wanna say where she's gonna win. 